as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 73, and I am Davram, as you may have heard with our new intro. I hope you liked it. I I, I have fun doing these things, although once I actually start doing them, I realize how much work it is doing them, and then I hate them. But they they turn out okay, I think. So uh, hope you enjoyed the the new intro, a little different than... uh, than previous ones, but uh, I know many of you have been anxious to, uh, for for this episode as we've got some 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 things to discuss that have happened uh, since our last episode. But first off, what have I been doing, and why in the hell did the episode not come out last week? Well, let me tell you why the episode did not come out last week. I was uh, traveling. Uh, I had a convention for the charity uh, Origins and GDEX in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I was gone Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I was back to work, or, and Sunday, and then I was back to work on Monday. So I didn't have, uh, there was no opportunity uh, to record Pirate Talk Radio, unfortunately, last week, and I wanted to make sure some of these uh, announcements uh, got into this episode uh, to talk about. So obviously, it would have been smart to do an episode last weekend, but I, I wasn't around my studio last weekend, so... Uh, but just, just to give you guys a kind of a heads up, and then you can hear in my voice that I'm a little bit under the weather. Well, I got the con crud, not COVID, thankfully, uh, but I did get uh, the con crud and have been working, but out of commission pretty much all this week. So uh, powering through, we're getting you this episode now, but uh, I'm pleased to announce that at, uh, at Origins and, and GDEX, uh, the charity was able to raise over $10,000 uh, for Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio, um, to help kids pay for their health care. So I am, as as many of you know, uh, who have been listening for a while or who have tuned into any of my content, you know that aside from my day job and, and content, I am like I'm using all my free time uh, to help raise money for uh, Extra Life uh, to help children pay for their health care. So absolutely outstanding. We blew the uh, last uh, record out for that convention by um, double. Uh, the last record for that convention was around $5,000, and we did over $10,000 this time. So absolutely incredible. Uh, for those of you from Pirate Talk Radio who were in the area and came by and said hello, hello to all of you again. Thank you for uh, coming by and, and saying hello. And if you did uh, donate to the charity, I greatly appreciate that. And uh, selfless plug, if you are ever interested in uh, donating uh, to Extra Life to help children, you can go to extra-life.org. You can search by player name Davram if you forgot how to do all that that I just said, which is pretty simple, but, you know, my memory is shit too. In the show notes, there's always a link link to go directly to uh, donating to the charity if you would like to uh, do that. If you are in North America, so United States, Canada, um, that's where children's hospitals are located through the Children's Miracle Network, and you would like to get involved 
Uh, it is a charity kind of ran by gamers, right? We play games and raise money for kids. If you are interested in raising money for your local children's hospital and getting involved in your community, extra-life.org, and you can sign up and get a whole bunch of cool um, perks and rewards and get involved with your community and really make a difference uh, to the lives of children. So that's where I've been. Still recovering a little bit, though we will be back on the stream schedule for this weekend. So um, we're just going to pump ourselves full of vitamin C and Advil, and we're going to make it happen. No rest for the wicked, right? No rest for the wicked. But um, before we get too far into it, I want to welcome and thank our newest patron, Regis Stella. Thank you very, very much for subscribing to the Patreon. And if any of you out there would like to help contribute uh, to funding this broadcast and my content, you can go over like Regis Stella did to patreon.com slash TV. And there's a variety of different perks starting at $1 and going up. And you get a whole bunch of different perks, including being mentioned on each show. So thank you, Regis. I appreciate that support very, very, very much. All right. So the event is over. Reapers versus Merrick. Burn Golden Sands and save Golden Sands. I did watch the uh, stream on Twitch. Uh, they had a lot of great uh, content as far as from community, a lot of great art and music and little videos, absolutely outstanding. And what we want to see coming out of community events with Sea of Thieves, right? There was obviously some questionable toxicity and then not questionable and very toxic behavior on social media. But in general, we got a lot of really cool artwork, uh, a lot of really cool music and fun things like that out of this. And thankfully, Rare um, showcased some of those amazing posts and, and awesome things, including a PowerPoint from Dread Doug, which I about fell out of my chair laughing that 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 Doug submitted a PowerPoint. It was freaking amazing. Um, but uh can we just take a moment before we dive into what actually like transpired in that particular um, that 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 show and talk about Joe the uh, the host? Their laptop is freaking amazing. They have some of the coolest stickers on their laptop that I've ever seen, including "Get Wrecked," which was amazing, and hashtag Rolls on Deck laughing. I was like pausing the the stream just to look at that Joe stickers because la that laptop is freaking amazing. Like my iPad and my gaming laptop has stickers on it, but most of them are like charity stickers and stuff like that that I've got from Extra Life. There was so many cool stickers on that laptop. I I'm just I'm just blown away. I'm just blown away. I I, I feel um um I feel bad for. <laughs> For the uh, the IT company at Rare who has to, you know, get rid of those stickers whenever Joe has to upgrade their laptop. But holy crap, those stickers were amazing. I, I absolutely love them. So we all know, or if you haven't, if you don't know by now and you've been living in the rock, we saved Golden Sands, even though that's not what I wanted. It's not what Joe Neat wanted. And it wasn't the appropriate decision for Sea of Thieves. But that is what was decided. And it, it was, I, I don't think it was that close. I know they made it out to be a pretty close thing, but 56% to save 43% with some decimal points to add up to a total of 100. 
to ruin. That to me is not that 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 close. That's like that's thirteen percent, right? Did I do the math right? Yeah, that's thirteen percent. That's um that's a decent chunk, if you ask me. That's a decent chunk. So to me, it wasn't that close. Um, I thought it was going to be closer. I was hoping Reapers were going to win um, because I personally thought that that would give us the biggest change to the map, the biggest change to the game, um, which was our opportunity here, right? We, we, we had an opportunity as a community to come together and change this game's history, right? Change where this game is going and where the story goes from here. Now, I felt a little bit better when Mike Chapman said that both paths are going to have like equally big things that are going to happen. So I don't necessarily feel cheated out of getting my big thing, my big moment, my big change, whatever it is. Mike said both of them are already planned to have big something, right? So we're, we're not going to get cheated out of something big. But I really, really, really wanted to see what happens if Golden Sands doesn't come back. I had a feeling it was still going to be an outpost, um, probably like an outpost of the damned or something. But that would be so cool. So I'm anxious to see, you know, which direction they go now. Obviously, the decision has been made Um, in game. um, I I think the fog has lifted a little bit, but um, it's it's I, I haven't got to play. I'll be honest. I haven't got to play. But I, I don't think any of the merchants or anything have came back to Golden Sands yet. Um, I think we're going to have to wait till Season 7 for that, or at least the next adventure. I can't remember if the next adventure hits before Season 7. Um, I believe Season 7 um, happens on the 23rd, 22nd, or 23rd of June. Um, so just less than a week um, as of this recording right now. Um so I think we're we're going to either see it at season seven or um, the new adventure um, coming up. <coughs> Excuse me. But I I it it lessened the burn a little bit that we're going to have something big come. But I want to talk a little bit about the overall adventure. First off. I said before, I think overall the story was there. Um, I, I I get what they were trying to do. It was the war for Golden Sands. I get it. I understand what you were trying to do. But it never felt like a war. Social media felt like a war. The game did not feel like a war. If you wanted this to feel like the Reapers or Fla- the forces of Flameheart were fighting to ruin Golden Sands... And the, and the followers of Merrick are fighting to save Golden Sands. There had to be some fighting going on. And sure, there was some PvP that obviously happened. Sure, there were some cool videos and clips and things. But in general, there was no war in the game. It didn't feel like a war. There weren't like ghost ships that were sailing around or, or some sloops from Merrick that were sailing around defending Golden Sands. They could have done a lot more to make this feel like a war. It never felt like a war to me. It felt like a merchant delivery mission on both sides. On Merrick's side, delivering supplies. On the Reaper's side, delivering kegs. 
That's really what it felt like to me. I had more fun using the kegs to, to do PvP and blow up other ships than I did doing anything with Golden Sands. I really think it was a missed opportunity. Like I said, I think the story was there. I think, yet again, Rare has this great idea in their head. It's great in theory, but in execution, they fall short. Because, again, this is a sandbox game. They're hoping that they give us the blank page or an outline on the page and we write the story. That's what they're hoping for. But in general, we have a side of the community who is very anti-PVP. We have a side of the community who is very pro-PVP. And then we have everyone else. And I feel like... It's then on Rare, knowing their player base, right? And, and I've questioned this a couple times, is does Rare really understand their player base? <clears throat> they didn't do anything aside from changing the landscape, putting some cannons up and some spikes up. They didn't do anything at Golden Sands to make it feel like there's a war going on in, in, in the seas. It looked like a war happened. We already saw that when Golden Sands was destroyed for the first adventure. It didn't feel like anything new was happening. It didn't feel like a war was going on. It just didn't feel like that. I really think, just like they've done in several adventures, they have this great idea, and what they hope will happen is they hope that the community will take the semi-blank page that they've given and they will write the, the the story. They will make it look like war. They'll they'll have PVP going on at the out the outpost. They'll have ship versus ship circling Golden Sands, and they will have this absolutely epic, absolutely epic war going on, which is what they anticipated or what it sounds like they planned. It's the war for Golden Sands, for God's sakes. So I I really feel like. <sighs> With some of these adventures, most of these adventures, Rare has just been out of touch. And it's, I, I, I don't know how to fix it. I mean, this is Adventure 4. You would think they would be in touch with their player base by now in a way that you're designing things that are great ideas. But when you come down to the execution phase, you're just falling just short you're, you're, you're just falling short on execution to take something that is okay to something that is good to something that is holy shit. It just feels like they're right there on the line, but they just don't have the cojones or they don't have the drive to push it over the line because they don't want to go too far. Right now with Sea of Thieves, I would rather them go too far than not far enough. Now, when I say that, then I have to think about things like the Shrouded Deep adventure, and they went too far with that one. They went too far to reenact the past and made a really bad player uh, 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 player experience. So I, I don't necessarily, it's, it's hard to say um, where that line is, and I know that's a very difficult decision for Rare, but 
what I think they really need to think about is their player base. They really need to understand their player base better right now. Because the players that are playing right now, sure, there's new players, obviously. There are casual players, obviously. And they have their vets that are here all the time and will continue to be here all the time until the the, the end of time. And I really think they need to cater some of this content to what are those veteran players going to think about this, right? If the veteran player says, this is good, this is a good adventure, or holy shit, those casual players are going to be blown away. Those new players are going to be knocked on their ass with absolute amazement. If you cater the content's wow factor to those veterans and make them say, not necessarily holy shit, because that's going to take a lot to do, but if you actually say, if those veterans that are playing all the time, myself, who have been playing years, who have been playing since like technical alpha and beta, who have been playing for a long time and are looking for that woo moment, if you give them that woo moment, then those casual players and those new players are going to be knocked on their ass just, wow, it's just going to blow them away. And so I really think they need to understand those player base, especially with these limited time things, right? These limited time things are their eye catchers for players who are on Game Pass or players who only play every so often, right? Yes, these adventures are lost to history at the moment. Hopefully we see that change, but they're kind of lost to history right now because if you come in later, all that you can do is open the book and read kind of what happened. You didn't get to experience it. But when you get one of those players who logs in during one of the adventures, make them feel just knocked on the floor, blown away by what you're the storytelling you're doing in this game. And I think they just missed it on this one. And they missed it on most of the adventures, one way or another. Mostly on the, we didn't do enough. But if they would have just had some... AI sloops going around fighting some ghost ships that would feel more like a war than it is right now. Then you actually have to fight your way in, right? If you're on team Merrick, you've got to fight your way in through the ghost ships, protecting your rum bottles and everything else to turn them in. If you're team Reaper, you've got to fight against the, the sloops. Now they would have to figure out a way to code Reaper players i.e. the Reaper emissary flag, so the ghost ships wouldn't attack them. But that's, I would assume, easy enough. And if you want to create an experience that feels like war, you should be figuring that out anyways. But I just, it was just a miss for me. It was just a miss for me. Now, the other miss that I had on this particular adventure um, was, and this I think is the worst, right? I can get over that they went a little under on the feeling of war and and depending on us, the players who, again, I've said many times, if you're bored and upset with Sea of Thieves, you're not playing Sea of Thieves correctly, right? This is a choose your own adventure book and you're choosing the wrong adventure and that's why you're not enjoying the game because you should be writing your own story. This has nothing to do with storytelling. This literally has everything to do with the integrity of this event transparency time and time again rare has put out events where we can see the tracking how many skeletons have been killed how many reaper flags have been turned in 
how many trading company flags have been turned in. And it's tracked in-game and on a website. And when you kill a skeleton, you can literally see numbers change. It's live statistics. It's live updating. So you can see the impacts you are having in the actual event. There was none of that this time. And it felt extra bad because during the weekends, when we know that Rare staff is not at the studios, we got no updates. When they were in the studio, we got daily or every other day updates. But when they were on holiday on the weekends or when they were not in the office, we got no updates. How do I know? How do I know that what I'm doing is actually impactful? How do I know what I'm doing is actually affecting the outcome? Do I trust Rare that they are actually calculating this properly? They actually have some system of calculation on the back end? I have to. I have no other choice but to trust that they do. But there was not enough transparency. There was no status bar on the map above Golden Stands. That would have been something they could do. There was no in-game tracking, which shows if I turn in 50 fruit crates to Merrick, I can see the digit change by a certain percent or a, a certain unit of measurement. If I blow up a cannon rowboat on the shores of Golden Sands, I can see my impact immediately on the statistics in the game. This is very important. This is very important when you propose that the community has the ability through their actions, through their time of playing your game to impact the future of the game. And you're driving so much social media hype around this and you're causing some pretty toxic stuff to come out because of it. And you're also causing some really amazing, passionate pieces of art to come out of it. And there's clearly passion on both sides. You're doing your players a disservice if you're not showing them live calculations of what's going on. Even in the even in the live stream. Sure, they said 50 56 <coughs> excuse me. 56 point lots of decimals in favor of saving golden sands. That's great. That's great. Guess what? Guess what, Rare? Did you know? Did you know I'm the number one podcast for Sea of Thieves now? Did you know that? Did, did you know that? 76.69 some random amount of decimals of, 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 of podcast listeners listen to my show. Fight me. By the way, that's not true. It's completely made up, and I'm proving a point. You can say whatever you want because your data is hidden. You did not show us the actual data, and that to me is a disservice to us, the players. When you're asking us to do things with our time in your game in order to make this ginormous decision in the history of the game we love, then you should at least do us the courtesy of showing us our actions are meaningful. Not every other day. Not once a day. Not only on weekdays during business hours. Every moment of every minute 
of every day. We should be able to open up and see not a color-changing picture, but an actual numeric unit of measurement. And it should be explained what we do, the impact of each thing. One banana crate does this much. One rum bottle does this much. Completing the adventure for Merrick does this much. Completing the adventure for the servant does this much. (coughs) One cannon rowboat explosion does this much. These should be things we know. And sure, some people are going to say, well, if we know that, then people are going to work the system and they're going to just do those things. Sure. But at least you know. Right now, we don't know. We saw a color-changing image and some words on their website that was updated every other day-ish, tweeted about every other day-ish, was not updated at all during the weekend, never, never changed a bit on a weekend. It's just, it was bad. That was the worst part of this adventure. This was supposed to be the glorious and big adventure that we get to change the history of Sea of Thieves. And that piece was a huge missed opportunity. Huge missed opportunity. So I'd like to see more transparency in this um, going forward. I like the fact that Rare did not tell us what was going to happen. They did not tell us the fork. What was happening if, What was happening if we did this or did that. They did not tell us that. And I like that because that does not then sway people's decision, right? This is supposed to be what you feel about your pirate in the game. That is what this that that's what this event was about. And I hope future uh, events where they make us make decisions, they continue to do that. And we don't know the outcome. We don't know what's going to happen. We just have to write the story of the game through the eyes of our pirate, which is what the game's all about. There was a little sea of teas and that was mike chapman said what happens next will be the pirate lord's response to the attack on golden sand so what is ramsey going to do what is the pirate lord going to do obviously this was adventure four yes four so we have adventure five and then we have Adventure uh, 6, which will be the second finale. Now, what's really interesting, if you haven't done so already, open up your adventure tab in the game and just take a look at the artwork in the next adventure. I picked out a few things that I found really interesting. One, the Lantern of the Damned is there. And that lantern is, uh, you get it by completing, I believe... Five, four to the dams, ten four to the dams. I don't know. You had to complete a certain number of four to the dams, and you get that lantern. The other thing is, there is a journal sitting next to the lantern, and the journal is the same style of artwork journal, including the symbol on the front, as the journal of the fate of the Morning Star Tall Tale, which is a beloved Tall Tale, and it's one that starts in the Sea of the Damned. So everything that this says is we're going to continue this narrative of 
the damned sea trying to get out. Obviously, that's Flameheart's plan. And maybe we're going to have some more information about the fate of the Morningstar, um, which just so happens to have Grey Marrow in it. And there's a lantern from the Fort of the Damned that just so happens that you have to kill the spirit of Grey Marrow. I really hope this is not going to be another failed adventure like Shrouded Deep. And they're going to do some anniversary of the Fort of the Damned and you have to go beat the Fort of the Damned. Look, I have beat the Fort of the Damned well over a hundred times. I love the Fort of the Damned. Please don't make this. You've already done this style of event so many times where you have to go and beat the Fort of the Damned. I hope that's not what you do. I hope you have something much more creative down your down your trousers than than just go beat Fort of the Damned or something revolving around beating the Fort of the Damned. Okay, but just start thinking about that. Rare is good at symbolism. And when we see the fate of the Morningstar Journal and we see which deals with Grey Marrow and we see the lantern of, of the damned sitting there, I would say that the next adventure is probably going to point us towards Grey Marrow and the Fort of the Damned. Just be prepared. Be prepared for it. I don't want it, but be prepared for it. If you enjoy this show and you've been listening to Pirate Talk Radio for the first time or many, many episodes that we've put out, please do take the time to check out some of the sponsors that we have for this show. Humble Bundle. You can go check out Humble Bundle, which has both bundles and subscription services that you can push the money to the creator, myself, or to charity. And you can get a lot of great games, including new releases and games that have just released at a discounted price that you can also put that money towards charity or towards the creator. Also, if you're a coffee fan like I am, go check out Death Wish Coffee. I absolutely love it. It's the only coffee I I will drink unless I'm in a place that I forgot to bring my own. Uh, Go check that out. There are links to both of those in the description section below, and it can get you some deals and discounts if you use those links. And the best way to support this broadcast is going over to patreon.com slash TV and becoming a patron of my content today. Thank you very much for each and every person who listens to this show, and by all means, please do continue to listen to my rants and raves free of charge. But if you do feel the generous urge go check out the sponsors and also check out patreon right so the other thing that we had going on since the uh the last episode is the xbox showcase formerly e3 and we got to see i didn't watch the full showcase don't worry i didn't really care to it's just not my thing I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to care about all that. 99% of the games that they talk about, I'll never play. So, there you go. But, of course, as we anticipated, Sea of Thieves presented. And where so many other games were showing off big explosions and PvP and fire and brimstone... Sea of Thieves goes a different route, like they always do in classic Sea of Thieves cinematic fashion. 
Though for <clears throat> us lovers of Arena, it was a little bit too soon as all of the characters were in the Arena Tavern playing music. Season 7. And a feature that so many people have been wanting for a long time and that Rare said was going to be coming. And one that, due to poor programming, we saw was coming because of some glitches that we got in the boats. Captaincy will be here in Season 7. What does that mean? What does Captaincy mean? I've not followed Sea of Thieves news, Davram. What does Captaincy mean? It means instead of having a generic boat that you have no attachment to, you will be able to purchase your own boat and you will be able to name your boat. So all the famous boats in Sea of Thieves from the Black Witch to um, to the Burning Blade on their above their their door right on the galleon, there's a nameplate and all the player nameplates are blank and they don't say anything. Well. That changes. Now you will be able to purchase. Now that's the key. You will be able to purchase your own boat. The question is, will you purchase it with ancient coins or will you purchase it with gold? If you're purchasing it with gold, it's going to be a shit ton of gold. I have a feeling I'm talking like dark adventurer esque gold. That's my guess. If you're purchasing it with ancient coins, I would say 20 bucks. <clears throat> That's what I'm thinking. Okay. If Rare is smart about this, they'll charge ancient coins. I'm not saying that's what I want them to do because I want everyone to be able to name their ship if they put in the work to get the, the uh, you know, the, the, the gold to do it. But if Rare is smart with this, they would charge 15, 20 bucks Per ship, so $60, or you can bundle it and do like $45 for all three ships. And you would purchase it through Ancient Coins, like you would any other cosmetic. If Rare was smart and wanted to generate revenue, that's what you would do. Now, you would piss off a lot of players, but I, I'm going to tell you this. Most people are going to buy it. Most people are going to buy it, especially when you can name your ship Booty McBootface. Just saying. But obviously the limitations are uh, probably going to have the same coding that they did with the pets in Arena. No profanity, no racism, no homophobia. You know, keeping it clean, um, which, by the way, is probably not going to work right off the bat. And you're probably going to see some offensive ship names. Just report it. Rare will get it taken care of. They did during the Arena. They'll get it taken care of. And if you're anyone out there who's thinking, oh, I'm going to test this system and like do something goofy with letters or characters or whatever to try to get a dirty word or a, or a racist term or a sexist term or a homophobic term or whatever hateful term you think is going to be funny. I hope you don't value your account because I promise you it was in the trailer. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid because there's a chance you'll just lose your account over it. And then you would have to ask a question. Was it worth it? Was the people you offended and maybe the few laughs you got really worth it? Use the old dome piece. Be smart. Be an adult. Um, so you'll be able to save ship loadouts. <coughs> 
This has been something that people have been asking for for ages. The ability to save costume sets or outfits. The ability to save weapon loadouts. The ability to save ship loadouts. Because going through all the cosmetics when you've played for as long as I have and own everything, it takes a long time. It takes a long time. So this is the start. We'll be able to save ship loadouts now. Um, you'll be able to customize your cabin um, and you'll be able to earn rewards um, in doing things like captain voyages. They're adding captain voyages in that the captain can propose. And you'll be able to you earn unique rewards that shows what your ship has been doing and what your ship has gone through. There's also something in there about choosing your path. Now, the choose your path thing I'm not sure what to think about that. Like, do you like with the voyages? Are you choosing the path you're going down? Because it showed hunters call fishing. It showed skeletal fire reapers. And then it showed like a, 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 a gal holding a rat, like a merchant, like animal lover. So is it that your voyage decides your path or will you actually have to decide the path of your ship and you have multiple paths and you have multiple ships. So each of your ships could go different path. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Or is it just choose your path, choose your emissary flag type thing? I'm not sure. I don't think they would make it a choose your path. It's the emissary system and make it a call out on the um, on the showcase being that that system has already been in for years now. And so it it's, it's actually looks really cool. Like you can get little trinkets like picture frames. There's like a picture of a pig. There is uh, Order of Souls baubles. There's um, pieces of the Devil's Roar and stuff like that. And you can just decorate your ship and make it customizable to yourself. Now, there's probably going to be a lot of fights between friends and crews of who's the captain and blah, blah, blah. But... That's how it goes. And hopefully they'll have a mutiny system in case your captain's an idiot and you can mutiny against them and take over. So a lot of cool stuff coming from this. Now, what I will say is it's not enough. It's not enough. And yes, there's one more key feature that I'm going to talk about in a minute, but it's not enough. Now, the showcase, E3 and things like that, those are not places that you air out your dirty laundry. Those are not places where you talk about the fixes that you're working on or that you're implementing, right? The showcase is to get people excited and hyped up about coming and playing your game or returning to your game, right? It is not a place to show off bugs and exploit features, You fixes. You don't want to do that at something like this. This is to bring in new players and bring back returning players and get your new players hyped or your existing players hyped. But if this is all we get is captaincy, a new, a new, um, um, plunder pass. And then what we'll talk about here in a minute, the faster selling feature, which is being built at the outpost that we've seen. It's not enough. It is not enough in any way, shape or form. And this is why we heard months ago that they were going to put significant effort into fixing their servers, into making their servers more stable to support more ships back to the max six potential six galleons. 
and to start working on a resolution for hit registration. We haven't seen this. Servers are still shit at many times. Hit registration still bad. We have not seen fixes implemented. And in fact, with a couple of these adventures, servers have gotten worse at times. Sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're shit. If all we're getting in this next update is captaincy and faster selling and not a significant improvement to two of their biggest issues right now, failure. Because we've we've been talking about it for years. They've been recognizing it for years in their past notes as known issues. Things have been getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And we were told a few months ago on the podcast that they have a specific team dedicated to looking into these issues and starting to figure out how to resolve these issues. If we don't start seeing this or communication of when we're going to start seeing this soon, why'd you even tell us in the first place? I said this back when they had that podcast. I said, I don't want to hear you tell me it's going to be fixed or that you're doing this. That's nice. I want to see it. And I have yet to see it. And that's where my problem is. We're now entering season seven. And I think they made that announcement back in season five. It was probably half a year ago by now. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it's a half a year. I want to see some action. I want to see some of this stuff put into the game. I want to see it. I need to see it. Players need to see that what you tell us is not just fluff. It's not just bullshit. Okay. Captain C's cool. I can't wait to be able to name my ship. I can't wait to put trinkets on my journeys into my ship. It's going to make it feel more personable. In fact, it might make it for some people a reason to fight for saving their ship instead of just letting it sink. Who knows? But I need to see more. And again, I knew that wasn't going to come out on the showcase, but that's the first thing I thought was, this is cool. What about the shit you promised me six months ago? When's that coming in? And that's kind of how I took it there. Before we get to the last feature, by the time you're listening to this, Golden Glory Weekend's almost over. So you probably have a few hours left in Golden Glory Weekend. If you're watching it on YouTube, it's already passed. But Golden Glory Weekend starts on the 17th of June and goes through, I believe, the Monday. Um, it's, it's the whole weekend of Golden Glory. And also... Next week, right around the drop of Season 7, um, the 22nd, 23rd, is the one-year anniversary of A Pirate's Life. Hey, look how those things kind of lined up. How those things lined up. Remember I said something big? I mean, this is something the community has wanted for a while, and I said something big's going to come. There you go. One-year anniversary of A Pirate's Life. Now, Rare obviously always likes to do something special for their large anniversaries. Will they do something big for a pirate's life anniversary? Not sure. It would be cool if they did. Um, but at least we know that we're getting a feature we've been asking for, for a while. And that is captaincy. So we'll at least get that. So enjoy. I hope you all enjoyed your golden glory. 
Um, I hope you're excited for captaincy, and I, and I hope you continue to hold Rare accountable for promises that they made months and months ago and have not fulfilled on them yet. And then the last thing, and I think this is outstanding, but I hope there is a limit to it. That is the fast or expediated cell feature that they're putting on each of the outposts. The outposts have been under construction for a while at a dock. Um, a large mass structure has been placed there, some cloth and everything. We now know what it's going to be. It is going to be a very tall tower with a pulley system, and it's supposed to be a expediated loot selling station. Now, there's going to be a harpoon on it um, to allow you to, you know, pull stuff over. Here's what I'm thinking. One. You don't get emissary credit for selling at the expediated selling station. So you can sell it quickly and everything at the the station, but you get the base rate regardless of your uh, emissary grade. You get zero emissary credit unless you sell it to the individual emissary. Two, you will get emissary credit, but all loot that sells there will sell Less than if you sold it at the normal person as a charge, a service fee, if you will, for selling at the expediating price. I do not think in any way, shape, or form that this system will be an equal selling as if you were grade five gold hoarder selling it to the gold hoarder. I do not think that selling it at this fast selling place is going to give you equal as selling it to a trading company in any way, shape, or form. And it shouldn't. It shouldn't. You're not selling it to the trading company. You shouldn't get that max reward. So I think this is supposed to be for convenience. Um, but if you want the cheddar cheese, then you better go and sell it to the actual uh, trading company folks. So I'm anxious to see how this works. Um, it looks like there's going to be harpoons on it and some place there's going to be a pulley. So I'm anxious to see how this works. I think it's an incredible feature to add, um, especially for players who just like to turn in their loot quickly and go on to the next adventure or log out. I think that's great. But again, I think there should be some sort of service fee or punishment for se- not punishment necessarily, but some sort of downside to selling it to the sovereign, which is what I think that those folks are called, um, the, the sovereign versus selling it to the individual trading companies. There should be some sort of lower um, amount that you get out of that. You shouldn't get any rep either, just my opinion. You shouldn't get any rep. So I hope everyone's excited. Um, for what's coming to Sea of Thieves. I hope everyone is cautiously optimistic for the next adventure and what Sea of Thieves plans to add to the game um, with Season 7 since it was a big hype update, which means people are going to join in and play, which means the servers had better be stable and the gameplay better be good when this season launches because that's the fastest way to lose new players is have shit stability. And right now, it's not that great. So, there you go. Guys, thank you very much for listening to Pirate Talk Radio. I appreciate it very much. I appreciate your patience as I got uh, the tried to get the sickness to a point where I could actually speak for an extended period of time. 
and uh, thank you very much, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you next week on Pirate Talk Radio.